Hey you, hey good looking, how are you? Happy Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. My name is Anna Wells and the name of the podcast is Transparency. And again, I'm so fired up and I think why that is, is because I'm reading nonstop, I'm listening to podcasts nonstop and I keep training my brain and training my body and I keep moving forward. And if there's anything you want in this life is you don't want to stay stuck, right? Because staying stuck is kind of like stagnant water. Stagnant water will start to smell. It's troubled. You don't want to be troubled. You don't want to be smelly. You want to keep flowing like a river and you want to keep growing. And the day when you start stop growing is you die, right? So I was reading this book, Worthy, by Jamie Kern Lima, and there's so many nuggets in there. And the time when she gets my attention is when she talks about her life, relatable things, and when you, when she's vulnerable, and when she's humble. And in every podcast, I kind of want to show you where I'm coming from. So I'm a Dutch girl, born and raised in Holland, aka the Netherlands, capital Amsterdam. And my obsession with America started when I was living in Holland and I was watching Dallas Dynasty, Beverly Hills 90210. I know that sounds crazy. And watching Oprah after school. And I was dreaming big, like you are, like we all are, like we're supposed to do, right? And I was like, okay, I would like growing up, I would like a pony or I would like a pool. <laughs> and I was like, if I stay in Holland, Holland is a small country. It's Western Europe. It's a rich country. There's nothing wrong with Holland. But I just always felt extra. I always felt like, I don't know, um, different. And I never wanted to be just in a box and stay in a box. Like everywhere we went, I was always performing. I was always dancing. I was always putting on shows and I was always like, look at me, look at me, <laughs> you know? Um, so I knew in my heart that staying in Holland and getting married and having children wasn't really the answer for me. And I have to be honest, the weather was very important too. Uh, you know, about Seattle, sleepless in Seattle, we all know Seattle has a lot of rain, right? And we also know that states that have like bad weather, countries that have bad weather, the suicide rate is way higher because it's depression. We all need the sun. We all need the positive energy. That's why people have red light and lamps and and go to tanning beds and you know we all know you have to be in the sun for a, a couple minutes or the more the better you know a day to lift your mood so every day when i woke up and i opened the curtains and it was cloudy and depressing and it was raining and it was gray I was like, no, I don't want this. And then I was like, okay, I can go to Spain because that's closer to Holland or Italy, you know, the south of France because I wanted the sunny climate, but I don't speak French. I don't speak Spanish. I do speak Arabic. I got a master's in um, Arabic. Uh, I lived in Egypt. I did commercials for TV there. I lived in Italy. I lived in Canada. 
lived all over the U.S. pretty much, and now we are in Grapevine, Texas. But my journey started by just buying the newspaper. I bought the newspaper and I looked for the classifieds and uh, found an ad uh, looking for a nanny, an au pair, and off I went. And my mother had <laughs> some money stashed. You know, my parents, they were married for 40 years, four zero, a long time. And then they divorced. My mother waited till my sister and I were old enough and out of the house, which I appreciate, but I wish she did it sooner and not waited for us to get older but i think that's very sweet and considerate that's like a perfect mother uh but i really wanted her to be happy you know and i always said that to her my sister was more like why did you divorce why you do that i don't want to be part of a broken home but it's not about us it's really about their marriage their relationship so my mother when they were married she had some money stashed behind some books like grocery money and you know stuff like that and I'm sure you know people who do that or maybe you do that when you're married and you are the homemaker or you are the mother and your income is none or less than what your husband partner makes so she gave me all the money she had stashed to start my journey in America and I'll never forget that. So I started in Boca Raton, Florida, and then Miami, and then I got deported. Yeah, that wasn't fun. They put handcuffs on me. I said, please don't put handcuffs. That will give me nightmares. Uh, so they didn't. They were laughing, but they didn't. And they put me in like jail, Salvation Army in a cell by myself for a couple of days till they found a flight back to uh, Holland. And there was no direct flight to Holland. So they deported me to St. Martin, which has Dutch property and French property, which ain't too shabby to be deported to the Caribbean. But uh, then I wasn't allowed in America for like five years because you're on a blacklist. And then every year I went to the American embassy in Holland begging, begging, please, can I go back? Please, can I go back? I was crying. And then finally, I think they were so tired of me. I was really the squeaky wheel. And you know what they say? The squeaky wheel gets greased first because the squeaky wheel is so annoying, so noisy that they're like, okay, shut that squeaky wheel up right now. So they did. And they said, here's a visa, another visa, visa or visa for six months, because before I went as a European, you can go for three months. It's called on a waiver program. And you're not allowed to overstay the three months, which I did, which was ignorant, which was dumb. Nothing to be proud of, but I did it. But then the second time they gave me six months and they said, okay, don't overstay. I'm like, no, 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 I won't. So then went back to Florida and then I was like, oh, there's more out there. I'm going to, I'm going to travel within the U.S., see what else is out there. Then I went to Boston, but Boston wasn't for me. It was, you know, New England is very European. Then I bought the LA Times and I went to Hollywood. I'm like, yes, that's where I'll be discovered. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to Hollywood. I went to Hollywood. I found um, a place in Hollywood that with a roommate, he was a photographer and he had a son. And I'm like, okay, if he has a child living with him, he's a photographer, he's not going to do anything bad. I can totally trust him. His kid is living with him, his little kids. And it's true. He was a very nice, trustworthy guy. Um, moved in with him. We became good friends. And then 
within that building, I got my own studio because I always wanted to be on my own because that's when you learn the best, right? And I still go back when my husband and I, because I used to live in Beverly Hills for like 15 years uh, because I went from Hollywood to Beverly Hills. But we still, my husband and I go back several times a year to Beverly Hills and then to my old place in Hollywood. And it was on the Vista, Vista Boulevard. Yeah. Off sunset. And then a block over was La Brea. Yes. Um, so when I moved to Hollywood and I had my studio, I was like, Ooh, maybe there's more out there. And I kept going little step by little step, baby step. I'm like, Hmm, there's more out there. And then I discovered Beverly Hills 90210. And I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm going to grow old. And I still feel that way. The reason that right now I am in Dallas, Texas, grapevine, nothing wrong with it here, but my husband's love brought me here. He's a private jet pilot and he works for, uh, Flight Safety International instructing. And he used to fly. He wants to go back to flying. But my story went like when I came back to America and I finally discovered Beverly Hills. And of course, I wanted to get married and I was dating, but nobody wanted to commit because why commit when there's so much candy out there, right? So then my first husband's, I met in New York, traveling to New York at a bar and we were married for like eight years, but he passed away uh, from a heart attack very, very young. And now you're thinking, oh, life insurance. No, I didn't get anything that went to the children, to the ex-wife, his policy. It's, it's a long story, but, and I never fought for it because I think I know that fighting for money, I mean, you can make it yourself. And I believe the children really, really deserve it. But then I was back to the drawing board because I really wanted love. I always wanted love. I always went for love. And then um, I found my husband now on Plenty of Fish when I was living in Beverly Hills and he was in San Diego. So I'm like, oh, San Diego still California. It ain't too shabby. So I moved to San Diego um, and I still kept my studio in Beverly Hills and I was airbnb it out and it was good money. And it gave me a lot of freedom. But the problem is the studio I wasn't owning. I was renting. And then my landlord said, you know, Anna, you can't keep doing that because neighbors are complaining. So I had to give that up. But at that time, my husband, now we were like engaged. We were going to get married. So I gave it up. But to this day, I want and I will go back to Beverly Hills. So mark my words. But the reason that I started this podcast is really to help you like inspire you, educate you, entertain you, and just let you know that I'm the same. You and I, we're the same. We really are. There's no one better. We all poop the same. We all bleed the same. And I think the only difference between successful people and non-successful people is that the successful people just never give up. They never quit. I mean, I could have quit when I got deported and be like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. America wasn't for me. It wasn't meant to be. This is a sign. This is a reason. I'm like, no, no way. I am not giving up. And it became even more of a mission to me because I wasn't allowed. When you're not allowed somewhere, it's kind of the same like 
when you don't want candy and you go to a candy store, it's hard because you see candy everywhere. You're like, wait, I want candy. So when I wasn't allowed in America, it became like, oh my gosh, I need to go back. And I remember <laughs> after I got deported and when I was deported before that, I was uh, in a long-term relationship and he actually got transferred because we were living in uh, Miami at the time he got transferred to Europe. So we traveled within Europe together and I stayed with him at Hotel Kempinski in Hungary uh, while I was not allowed in America. And then one day <laughs> I got a phone call from a girl from Germany because he traveled also a lot to Germany and I stayed in Hungary at the hotel. And she said, uh, oh, you are an American biatch. I'm like, I'm not American and I'm not a biatch. And I'm like, I'm his fiance. She's like, I'm his fiance. So obviously he was cheating. So I left because I have too much respect for myself to stay with someone who cheats. There's like, I don't even want to address it, entertain it. Um, so I left and I'm happy I did because at the end of the day, the love you have for yourself with yourself is pretty much the only steady love you have throughout your life. That's the only foundation you're worth. Um, so then finally, when I was back allowed in America, but actually before that, um, I remember meeting a Hungarian doctor and he lived in Boston, like he had two homes. And he said, you know, you're not allowed in America right now, but why don't you go to Canada, Quebec, Montreal, and then I'll drive from Boston to Quebec, Montreal. I'll pick you up. I'll put you in my trunk. And when I cross the border, if they open the trunk and they see you, I'm going to say, oh, that's my blow up dummy. Doesn't she look real? <laughs> and I swear I entertained it. I swear I thought about it. Because again, when you're not allowed, it becomes like a mission, like the same, like when, when, when you push a criminal into a corner, the criminal, criminal gets angry. A dog, when you push a dog into a corner, the dog gets angry, you know, and lashes out. And I was like, I, I need to go back. It became my mission. And, and that's why I'm, I'm so grateful and everything and anything starts from being grateful. And all my life, I was looking for love and I found it now the second time. The first time around was amazing. My soulmate, the second time around my soulmate, he's amazing. And then I'm like, okay, these two guys have one thing in common is me. So obviously I'm an attractor to good men. Okay. I, I, I can say that this is the second one and he's amazing. And let me tell you something about my husband who is a flawless human, like flawless human, like he's an angel without the wings. He really is. When we met on Plenty of Fish <laughs> dating websites, um, he had just gotten out of a relationship. Nine years they were together and they were in pool leagues together. They were always playing pool together and um, they were good. And he was golfing a lot and he was flying uh, for a millionaire out of San Diego, a female millionaire. But he had a very flexible schedule. And he enjoyed a drink here and there and, you know, just living life. Woohoo! 
But then when he met me, I'm more of like a control freak. I'm more of a grandma. I've always been kind of a grandma that I like to go to bed early, like, I don't know, 8.30 at night. I like to wake up early, like 6 o'clock. Um, I like to listen to podcasts, self-help, spiritual, religious. I'm, I'm, I'm all about like nurturing your body and treating people how you want to be treated and peace and quiet and not drinking too much. And I never really had any addictions. I mean, I guess I'm addicted to social media. I'm addicted to working on myself and helping people. I'm addicted to my boutique. But never anything else. Like even when I became a widow, when my late husband passed away and my baby died, um, I had to go. They wanted me to go to therapy. I don't know who they are, but then they're afraid that you want to like enter life. And I would never do that. God gave me life and I'll never end that. That's not up to me. And I love life too much. And I'm afraid if you try to enter life, what if you do it wrong and you end up, you know, as a vegetable? So I'm like, no, 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 I, that's not me. But my point is when I met my, when I met my husband now, he pretty much gave up drinking totally for me. Like we only drink, like I will drink, I will have a drink at dry bar when I get my hair done. <laughs> I will have a drink when I get my nails done. Uh, maybe once in on a blue moon, in a blue moon, John and I would have a drink, maybe, but that's rare, but we never drink in the house. And he pretty much gave it up for me completely, totally. It has been like over, no, it has been almost a year. Father's Day this year will be exactly a year. So that's the love that he has for me. And I'm like so impressed. And I think to be loved that way is it really stems from loving yourself that way. And when I meet friends who have a long love, I always know where that comes from because they love themselves. So when you love yourself, it's very easy to be loved because it all starts from you, within you, right? Um, so I also shared with you that as much as I love my boutique, I really, really do. And I love my podcast because podcast to me is like, therapy when you're talking when you're questioning things you kind of come up with the answer while you're talking and with reading to get material for the podcast and listening to podcasts that's really where you grow so with my boutique, yes, I'm making money here and there. I mean, of course, there are days that you don't have sales and then there are days that you have a lot of sales. It's up and down. It's that's an entrepreneur. That's just being like a business owner, a girl boss, whatever you want to call it. But I've always been intrigued with network marketing, affiliate marketing, uh, UGC. I don't know what you call it. Digital marketing. There's so many names. MLM. Some people call it pyramid. I mean, whatever, you can put it in a box, but I really believe in looking for products that you use on a daily basis, is it base or basis, basis, and then share it. And then you make residual income, you make a commission, which is totally fair. And that's what we're doing with our lives, right? I am 
sharing podcasts. Uh, I'm sharing pages, you know, Instagram pages of other people that inspire me. I'm sharing books. I'm sharing movies, Netflix, um, sodas, mocktails, coffee, uh, name it. I'm, I'm sharing it. And how much money do I make off it? Not a lot. Um, with I'm an Amazon influencer and I realized that I was sharing the wrong link. Yeah. After years, I was realizing sharing the wrong link and I'm like, ugh. but I also know that you have to share a lot, a lot, but that's with everything, right? With the boutique, I have to sell a lot in order to make good money. And that's with everything in life. So it's all about volume. So I'm still very intrigued with uh, network marketing, but I really want to link arms with someone like my bestie that we really, really gel. We really talk to each other every day. We follow each other. And then it just becomes natural. But then I also think, am I expecting too much? Am I wanting too much? Like, am I too, you know, with, with Amazon, when I look at my bank account, a lot of it is Amazon, 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 because every time I buy something from Amazon, okay, I want this and then it's enough. And okay, let me get this, this one more thing and then I'm good. And it's with everything, but that's also life. That's just a human thing. Like we never appreciate, okay, we do appreciate what we have, but it's never good enough. You always think like one more goal, one more mission, one more thing. And we're always chasing, 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 chasing. So now I force myself to put my phone down, appreciate where I am, um, solitude, gratitude, um, meditate, work out, read, put my phone down, go to bed early, which I already did, wake up early and just slow down a bit. And I also have to say that when I go to Europe, like several times a year, you know, to visit my family, I realize that in Europe, it's less of a rat race. It's less of competing. It's less of looking at the Joneses. Oh, the grass is greener on the other side. Because at the end of the day, the grass is greener where you water it. You just have to put your blindfolders on like a horse and stay in your lane and keep going, keep trucking, keep paving, and the road will be paved in front of you. The obstacles, yeah, there will be some obstacles, but then the road will be bright again and just keep going and, you know, surround yourself with the people who feel like heaven, the people who feel like real people. And I know we're all jaded. I'm jaded too. The other day, the AC guy was here because we had a leak. And he said, okay, it is like $90. I'm like, but wait a minute. We all have a home warranty. And they said they were going to waive it because it wasn't our fault. Because it's really the guy who did it before. That's why we have problems, which happened to be him. And he said, yes, but I fixed that and there was something else and blah, 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 blah. He spun like a beautiful story around it. I'm like, I'm not going to argue. And then he's like, okay, now you sign up for a subscription every three months. And I'm like, oh, like my immediately, I'm like, no, 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 no. What are you saying? What are you saying? He had to explain it. And I kind of like was a little bit like jaded because we're so used to being screwed with. We're so used to being lie to that we're so afraid to trust the next person and 
yeah, it's really called being jaded and we don't want to be jaded. So yeah, you have to go with your gut and yeah, there people will be, will mistreat you and people will lie to you and you just have to like, I don't know, like a balloon, you have to prick right through it. You have to, I don't know, read between the lines and, and go with your heart and treat people how you want to be treated. And yes, there will be obstacles, but you just have to keep going. Because again, how I started the podcast, the only difference between successful people and non-successful people are the people who don't give up. The other day, John said to me, okay, we've reached a millionaire status. We're going up and up and up and up. And you know why? Because he doesn't give up. Um, he is uh, on on the trading market and stocks and all that. And it's growing and growing and growing. But there are also times that we were losing money and then we were making it again. And he just hung in there. And with the house too, we finally were able to buy a house. And now this house doubled in price and now when we sell it we're going to make money you know and we put money in it and everyone always told us that but we were never ready we never saw it and finally we saw it um so yeah that's where i am and uh, you know it's full transparency and please let me know if there's anything you want me to chat about about how i started the boutique when i started the boutique um all the details about it because success leaves clues right and uh please when you listen to it share tag all the things and i'll will reciprocate so have an amazing weekend and i'll chat with you soon bye